0: In a moment or two, we're going to be joined by the master distiller of Beef Eater Gin. And I'm very, very excited to have him on. His name is Desmond Payne, MBE, and we will talk to him about gin. It's something that I think a lot of people in South Africa are huge fans of. Uh, Many people want to know how it all works, uh, how long it takes to develop new gins, uh, what the, 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 the actual character of the grain spirit is. Um, and also find out how Desmond himself got into all of this. He's in South Africa at the moment, and we thought we'd take advantage of him being here to find out a little bit about that. But we've got our co-hosts, uh, Sunil and Simpiwe here with us this morning, who are going to be joining us as we go through your Wednesday morning and start your day for you. So let's meet Desmond Payne. Desmond, it's a great pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being with us. And I know you're only in South Africa for a short while. So uh, it's tremendous to have you as, as part of this morning's uh, little menu of things. Thank you.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here again.
0: So, Desmond, we have met before. And I remember we spoke about um, 51 decades that you've been in the gin industry. And uh, 26 of those have been with Beef Eater, which is an unbelievable brand. Many South Africans absolutely love it. And you're the guy who is the master distiller there. You're the one who's been putting this and all the other products that we know and love together together. when you when you laugh like that when I say it's been fifty one not fifty one decades fifty one years but uh, yeah, but, but twenty six of those years I mean if you'd lived fifty one decades you'd you'd be doing uh, all the things plus the gin and I think you you might have had at some point after about three decades you must have decided all right now I'm just going to hit the gin hard but it's an amazing uh, thing to be able to talk to someone who's as as au fait with this stuff as you are you've also got a lifetime achievement award from the gin guild. You were also awarded an MBE uh, from the Queen in 2018 for your contribution. So these are all huge accolades. Um, Are you the the most qualified and most uh, awarded man in gin? Uh,
1: Well, people might say that. I I think the truth of the matter is uh, I've been around in gin for longer than anybody else. So... um, (laughs) Uh, One of our brand ambassadors said, you know, okay, you're the most experienced gin distiller. No, you're not. You're just the oldest.
0: (laughs) Well, well, potato, potato. I mean, we, you know, we, we consider that someone who's been in a a specific business as long as you have, you must be fairly expert. Have you got one of those, uh, those incredible noses that you could pick up just about anything in a gin? Is that part of the skill that you've developed over years? Or is that just something that people talk about when they don't know anything about gin?
1: No, well, it is true. I mean, this, we all we always think when we're tasting something is, is what we get on the palate in the mouth, right. but really the sense of smell is hugely important. Uh, I spent a few years right at the beginning of my career in in the wine trade, and I think that kind of developed helped to develop my sense of smell.
0: I'm sure. So tell us quickly, after so many years in in the gin industry, how have you seen it evolve? And, and what's changed? Because gin has absolutely skyrocketed in the last uh, 10, maybe maybe 15 years, but I think it's probably the last 10 years. It's become an enormous part of everybody's activities, everybody's uh, range of drinks that they offer at home, that they want at the bar when they go out, that they want at the restaurant when they go for a meal. What's happened with gin and, and why do you think this huge upsurge uh, in the last little while?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, it's gone crazy. That's why I'm still around, really. Um, it, it's a combination of things. You know, things go in and out of fashion, that's one thing. So part of it is about fashion. And people don't always want to drink what their parents drank or mm. holiday where their parents holidayed or dress like their parents, etc. So it's partly that. But it's also, I think, largely down to the fact that this generation of bartenders... Are absolutely at the top of their game, and it's something about gin. You know, we think about um, fine malt whiskies or something, and you kind of sip them neat, and and that's it. But of all the spirits, gin is the one that has that ability requirement almost to go the next step. So, in other words, what I make as BP to gin is not the way that anybody drinks it. It may be as simple as the gin and tonic, or a more complex mm-hmm. cocktail. The bartenders love to work with gin because they can put their own stamp on it, their own influence, uh, and that, that, that's part of it. And, and we certainly see that you know markets that um, really never saw gin in the past, like the, most of South America, for example, I never saw a bottle of gin when I was traveling there. Mm. Now Brazil is one of our biggest markets, so you know, it, it's fashionable. But it's because gin is something you can really work with and put your own, your own stamp on it.
0: Desmond, what about the the, the the manufacture of new gin products? Um, oh, oh, hear you go. Oh, sorry, uh, Desmond. What about the yeah, manufacture? Okay. What about the manufacture of, of new gin products? Because it's not as if you have one formula and you know a company sticks to that forever. In a day, there may be certain products that are tremendous and stand the test of time, but when you're developing a new gin, and there are all of these artisanal and floral and and, and various other kinds of gin that they're coming out with. I mean, it's very, very difficult. You go into the into the bottle store now, and you see such a variety of gins. Um, and you obviously have been at the forefront of developing so many of these. How long does it take to develop a new gin, and, and what goes into it? Uh,
1: well, the first gin, I ever developed was a a brand called beefy to 24 and Mm -hmm. i'd actually be making gin for 40 years at that stage so Mm it's time i I put my own my own sort of influence on something and that took me about a year and a half um because i really wanted to i was learning i'm still learning Mm -hmm. uh i'm a a bit faster these days because they're they're coming out quite quickly i think one of the things that's happened one of the trends in gin is flavored gins Mm. which is a slightly odd almost a contradiction in terms, because all gin is flavoured. Yeah. But um, the addition of, of uh, fruit flavours and colour and sweetness to gins, uh, that's massively growing in the market. Uh, and they're really exciting to do. But actually, from what you said earlier, everything I do is based on uh, the traditional regular beefy to gin. And then I just do something else with it uh, to, to give it another another dimension.
0: And Desmond... Is it true that all gin has to have juniper berries in it?
1: That is true. Right. So, I mean, you know, I think gin is kind of in revolution at the moment. People are saying, "Why must I do this? Why can't I do that?" But uh, if you forget the juniper, it's not gin. It might be a really nice drink, mm. but it ain't gin. So, uh, you know, right. there are some there are some limits to it. No, I think juniper, I, yes.
0: it's good to it's good to know those rules. Now, you also said, speaking of rules, that. Everybody has gin their own way, and people prefer to mix it with either this or that, or they put these things in it. And, you know, there are all these people who put a ton of different fruits and, and, and berries and all kinds of things into their gin. Some people put in mixes of various colors. Is there a favorite way? Obviously, you're not going to tell anyone they can't do it that way. But is there a favorite way that you like to drink gin?
1: Uh, many ways, in fact. I mean, you know, the, the classic way of drinking gin is gin and tonic. Yes. Uh, and, uh, I, I have a kind of philosophy about whether it's making a new gin or, or how I drink a gin It's kind of keep it simple. Don't get over complicated. You don't need to let the gin sure. talk for itself, uh, if you like. So I, with a gin and tonic, I like just, uh, a decent measure of, of beefy to gin for me, but, um, some ice, not too much, uh, and top it up with tonic about three to one, two to one. It depends on, you know, how much. Uh, you, you want to take, and for me, just a slice of lemon is great. But I, I've been to uh, markets like in Spain, you know, where mm-hmm. they, they dress up the gin and tonic with a handful of juniper and sticks of licorice and uh, cherries wow. and uh, strawberries, and it, it looks great, you know. But you kind of have to <laughs> strain it through your teeth to drink it in the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of them. that look more like a <laughs> look more like a fruit salad than a gin, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. So, uh, for me, yeah. keep it simple. And the same, the same principle applies to making a new gin. Don't, you don't have to go to, you know, take a rowing boat up some strange river somewhere and find a flower that grows on top of the tallest tree and use that as your botanical. <laughs> um, because, just for the sake of it, because A, you're never going to find it again next year. And uh, it's just honestly not worth the effort. It's about flavor. It's about balance of flavor. That's what really matters.
0: Well, Bailey, who's listening to us, says Beefy to Twenty Four is amazing. Now, that's your creation. What are the career highlights? Uh, can you can you tell us about? Because with that many years in, in gin, there must be many. It must be difficult for you to just whittle it down to one or two.
1: Yeah, I think I've probably forgotten quite a few of them um, over the years. Um, I think receiving the MBE was great. It was a, a, a nice surprise. Um, yeah, Twenty Four was, was was great. Um, I, I created that gin. I kept everyone away. I said, this is all all my work. Go away. I'll tell you when it's finished. Uh And um, there's a big competition called the International uh, Wine and Spirits Competition. Yes. And i had been at a a lecture somewhere, and uh, we'd just launched the the brand. And I I came out, and there was a big sign, and it was showing uh, uh, my brand-new gin as the uh, trophy winner for Best Gin. So uh, that was a really proud moment
0: that's tremendous and, you know,
1: when, I, when i travel I, I sometimes you know just go into a bar and not on business particularly uh and i see my products behind the bar like yeah that's good i made that mm. you know, so you get these Lovely. moments of pride
0: it must give you enormous satisfaction <laughs> to see it on the shelf and to see people uh ordering uh, your gin and, and i mean you've mentioned the mbe now the queen uh occasionally partakes in gin doesn't she
1: she does we uh we hear that she's just given up drinking, which is no. uh, sad no. uh, for, for anybody i would have thinks. thought i would have thought uh,
0: you should accelerate as you get into your nineties
1: well i'm i'm <laughs> accelerating that's for sure um, yeah she she um she does uh, I, when i um when i got my uh m b e it's actually um uh done by prince william
0: oh wow uh, and,
1: uh, uh, he, he um, you know, they have a little chat with everybody. he's sort of lined up, and it's next, next, yeah. next. And uh, he said, "Actually, I'm a vodka drinker." Oh. So, uh, um, which wasn't what I wanted to hear. But no. I said, give, it, give it time, sir. And he said, "It's all right." He said there are other members of my family who are definitely gin drinkers.
0: <laughs> well, that's a disappointing <laughs> bit of information about Prince William vodka. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, will work on it. Yeah. <laughs> You've been to South Africa a number of times, haven't you, Desmond?
1: This is my third visit, actually. Um, all too brief, unfortunately. Um, I came down for a colleague's wedding about uh, three years ago now, okay. and and spent time going around the garden route, and it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And a very brief judging a competition up in Johannesburg about five years ago. So this time I'm here for a week, so that's great.
0: Oh, oh, good. So you'll get a little bit more time. That's very, very good. Do you think South Africa makes good gin? Have you tried any of our local ones?
1: I have, I mean, the thing is, everybody everywhere is making gin, so there's good and bad everywhere. Actually, there aren't too many bad gins around. Okay. But there's a couple of uh, South African gins. What I'm intrigued by is the use of local regional botanicals flavors, uh, which gives gin, you know, a, a different kind of slant.
0: Yeah, I tried something called a, a proteogen uh, a while ago. With, mm. They used mm. like fennbos uh, from the from the Western Cape. Yeah, so there are all kinds it. of it
1: not contain contain fainbos, Yeah,
0: very interesting infusions well, that in they
1: produce. Is good
0: yeah Inverash is lovely it sells quite well um but well done on on so many years at beef eater and and with beef eater 24 that's your real masterpiece if people don't know and they haven't tried that then what kind of gin are you, are you drinking for heaven's sake and it's terrific to have you on and please keep doing the good work that you do to keep so many of us happy
1: thank you so much thank you can I yes. sneak in one quick question Go um is it true that black pepper enhances the gin flavor Well, if you say so, yes, I mean, there's there's no no right and wrong in these things. I've I've never actually thought of putting black pepper in my gin to enhance the flavor, but why do we put pepper on our food to enhance the flavor? So, yeah, it will work. Uh, So I'm going to try that. My next drink, which is not going to be for an hour or two, uh, I'm, I'm going to call for black pepper i 'm there really for the uh, for the uh, the gin and tonic festival on Friday, so uh, maybe i 'll try it then
0: oh brilliant okay. so, so the gin and tonic festival we 'll uh, we'll find out all the details of that and put them up on the website as well and you can go along and visit but Desmond, great to have you in South Africa again, and as I said, keep making terrific gin. we all love it
1: Thank you so much Cheers. very good,
0: nice to see you there 's Desmond Payne, the master distiller at uh, Beef Eater, and he's been in the business for 51 years.